Hey guys, Tom here from Metal Loud, and welcome to the second Metal Loud podcast. We have a very special guest with us today. We'll get to that in a little bit. First up, I have a few site announcements. First of all, there is a couple reviews that have gone up in the last couple weeks. I've reviewed the Fall of Troy's album OK, which is available for download for free. That's up on YouTube as well as on the site as well as Deftones Gore, and my favorite, Museum Mouse Popcorn Fish Guinea Pig, uh, which was a very fun album to review. If you haven't heard of this band, haven't listened to them, go check out the review. I, I definitely think you guys would like them. Uh, you should seriously give it a listen and let me know what you think. Uh, as well as I did finally get to the Hot Gospel Show review. Um, if you saw the videos that I posted up, I did get to go to see them down in New Jersey a, uh, about a week ago. And I finally got my thoughts collected and posted that review up. So as the time of this podcast, all of those are available. More reviews and everything else is coming. So don't worry, I will have more content out hopefully this week and continuing on into the future. Alright guys, so today I have Jimmy from the band Harvester out of Arkansas. Hey Jimmy. Yo. And this is a band that was introduced to me by my good friend Randall, who was on the first episode uh, that you guys may have heard. So, uh, so first off, Jimmy, what have you been listening to lately? Uh, today I was jamming uh, Advent. Um, listened to recently a lot of Nirvana, Black Sabbath, Norma Jean, uh, Every Time I Die. Um, they, I kind of just had those on repeat, throwing some He's Legend in there, Maylene. Awesome. And yeah, classic, a little bit of classic rock, some nice. Jackal. Nice. Yeah. Pretty nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Good stuff. All good stuff in there. <laughs> uh, so you are in the band Harvester. Uh huh. All right, so a few things here. So how how did Harvester start? Uh, well, they actually started as just an, a, a different band that I wasn't a part of, but I had seen them around, and we were all in different bands and stuff. And uh, then they wanted to go a different direction. They lost their vocalist, and I was already long gone from my other band. And we were friends from playing together previously, so... They uh, contacted me, and we kind of got together, jammed, and wrote a little bit, and uh, yeah, it was history from then on. It's been going on for about three years now, I think. Awesome. So you guys have been around for, for about three years as Harvester? Uh, yeah. Yeah. The other dudes have been playing for way longer than that, but that's when I joined. Okay. Awesome. Mm. So... Um, for I, I've listened, so people who don't know Harvester, how would you describe the music? Uh, probably I, everyone kind of probably describes it differently, but I just say it's southern rock and roll. Right? Yeah. Uh, so they, basically, that's, that's definitely what I get from it is uh, mm-hmm. that southern rock kind of hardcore mix in there. I hear a lot of. Mm-hmm. Uh, different influences like Maylene and like Norma Jean a lot in there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, yeah, we, we get compared uh, a lot in that realm. And so, But, I mean, you can't really help what you listen to. So Yeah, that's, that's true. 
Um, so when you write music, do you think like influences, do you like directly kind of say like, we want this song to sound like this, or do you think it just flows naturally, the influences and stuff in there? Uh, I don't really ever think about, I want to sound like this band or, um, anything like that. But, uh, what I try to think of, well, I'm surprised I didn't even name this band, but, uh, the chariot and 68 are both one of my favorite We'll just say Josh Goggin. Josh Goggin is one of my favorite um, musicians of all time, uh, just because of the attitude that he has and the outlook that he has on music. And if anything, I try to make people that listen to my music feel the same way that I feel when I listen to his. So, and I, I personally, I don't think we sound anything like the Chariot, but I want when someone listens to the Chariot, I want them to to or or us. I want them to feel that same kind of, you know, we're not trying hard, we're just raw, and it's what you hear is what we actually feel, uh, kind of vibe that you would get from bands like The Chariot or He's Legend or 68 or anything like that. Would you say that translates to, like, your stage presence? Like, where Josh Gogan is very, you know, this mic is your mic, that kind of feel to it. Do you, do you kind of have that same vibe going on? Uh, I try. I hope so. Uh, it, I think it kind of... When I see Josh, and actually, confession time, I've actually never seen them live uh, as the Chariot. I saw 68, and it was the greatest day of my life. But but when I watch videos of him, or, or even in 68, he has this, like, everybody, I, honestly, it probably has to do with how big they are now, but everybody wants to be up in his grill and in his business, and, and he, it's almost like he doesn't even have to do anything on stage for it to all be crazy and everyone to be involved. So uh, with us, sometimes kids want to be standoffish and, and it's harder to get them involved other than just you know the, the headbanging. So I'm so spastic and, and, and scared, I guess maybe scary sometimes. I'm spitting on my bandmates and freaking licking water off the floor and taking off you know, my shirt and things like that. It's just, I, I think sometimes people are like, I don't even know how to react to this, <laughs> but, but it, I mean, it, it's fun. So if I, that, that's pretty much my only, my only criteria. If it's fun and I'm going to do it. Oh, that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what, that's what I like to hear. A lot of, a lot of bands are too into what they do at their show and stuff. And, you know, mm -hmm. it sounds like you guys are just having fun, which is yeah. pretty awesome. I would love for anybody that actually, you know, is listening, I would love for them to be involved. And I, I, I want, I'm still thinking of ways to maybe tone down my, uh, my, the, the spotlight on me a little bit and try to put it more on the crowd. I want people to, to be as crazy, if not more crazy than we are, but you know, <laughs> if we're not giving the energy, they're not going to give it. So yeah, that's, that's very true. Yeah. That's how I see it. Awesome, and so I, I understand. Uh, and Rendell's telling me recently you played with uh, Vanna. Yes, yes, they're awesome dudes. Uh, probably one of the best shows I've ever seen in my life. And there was maybe you know a, a hundred kids there, and it was just a, like a Tuesday or something. <laughs> oh man, that's awesome! So yeah, are you guys like touring often or playing often, or is it kind of just a whenever kind of thing? Uh, we were playing pretty often. We've we've only been on one tour. We kind of just toured the South uh, last summer, maybe, maybe two summers ago. Can't I can't really remember. But but we usually play two or three times a month. Uh, we all have jobs and stuff. But uh, 
this month we've taken off. I just recently got engaged, and it's been crazy uh, planning and, and everything since then. And, and we're uh, uh, Grayson, our guitar player, he has school and finals, and you know, being the end of the year and all that stuff. So we haven't really done much this month, but. Oh, hey, congratulations mm. on the engagement. Dude, I appreciate it. Uh, th- that sounds that sounds uh, pretty cool. I know mm. yeah, you definitely have lives outside of uh, music going on. Um, mm-hmm. What about like making music as far as like recording and stuff? Uh, we're, we are we have we're sitting on about 10, 11 uh, bangers at the moment. so uh, hopefully to record them in June, I think is when we're going to the studio. Um, we're traveling up to Springfield to see a guy named Michael Palmquist, who is a, a wizard in uh, the ways of audio. So uh, we're going to go up there and start tracking drums in June. Nice. Uh, mm-hmm. Are you guys signed to a label? or? No, no. Uh, it, it's, good, it's a good thing, too, because, I mean, I think nowadays you don't necessarily need a label. Um, but if one came knocking, it was a good deal. I mean, I wouldn't say I wouldn't take it, but at the same time, I just... If we could just tour full time and play music for people and and live off of that, I, I I don't think you even really need a label. Yeah, that's that's very true. Especially nowadays, yeah. things have uh, definitely changed a lot. Yeah, uh, that's pretty cool. You're doing the independent thing there. Mm-hmm. Um, have you thought about like uh, titles for an album or anything? Uh, yeah, it's gonna be called No Bastards. Um, it was actually we we thought of that. Uh, we when we were on tour, I think it was 2000, the end of 2014, I think, uh, we were going to release it in the beginning of 2015 um, as No Bastards, but uh, long story short, we got back from tour with the chunk of cash that we were going to use to make the record, and uh, all of our stuff got stolen out of my, my, uh, my car. Yeah, I was at church, and came out and my back hatch was open and the merch box and everything was gone with you know the money in it and i was like well there goes that so we spent that whole year being broke and then trying to raise the money back and yeah so now that's why that's why it's been delayed but uh, that's rough and that's it yeah. seems like it's more and more common that that's happening though like, it's getting <laughs> no, it's, crazy it's ridiculous yeah it's it's almost discouraging because i was just a moron and just didn't have my car locked but uh. But you got these bands that have like padlocks and they park it and like they watch it and then like the five seconds that they're at the bathroom or something, they come out and it's gone. And I just, I don't know what more you can do. It's crazy. Yeah. It's just, that's, it's insane to me that people would even bother to do that. Like, why are you going to rob a hardworking band? Like, I don't know. Uh, Money because everything (laughs) in there is worth a ton. True. Yeah, that's true. But just mm-hmm. it's crazy. It just seems every every week there's another band that just gets robbed and uh, yeah, like, whatever. Yeah, it sucks. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you uh, you're from Arkansas. You lived there your whole life, or you move around? Uh, I originally from Kansas. Well, here you're ready for this. I went to I lived in Kansas. I went to school in Oklahoma, and I. My girlfriend at the time and friends and band were all in Missouri. Because, okay. yeah, I'm from Chautauqua, Kansas, and it's like literally 20 minutes from all three of those those states. <laughs> so, so yeah, that's it's called the the tri-state area. Oh, that's funny. 
and then I moved to Arkansas, uh, 2010, I believe, and stayed here ever since because it's amazing. Yeah. Um, are you in Fort Smith too? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I liked it when I was out there. Mm -hmm. That was a pretty cool place. Yeah. It's awesome. The people are amazing. My church is just incredible and, and you know, it's, it rules. Yeah. That was pretty cool. Um, Mm -hmm. Do you think, like, um, if you don't mind me asking, do you think, like, religion plays a part in your music? Uh, yeah, I mean, yes, but I, I think it's, people ask me all the time if we're a Christian band, and I usually just tell them no, um, because I, my response to that is, if I was a plumber, I would still share Jesus, um, the same way I do now, uh, so it's not that we're a Christian band, it's just, I, I have a relationship with Jesus and I love him and I love people and I want people to know what I know. So that's how I share it is through music. I, I mean, I don't really have anything else to write about. So that's yeah. this. So that it's not, that's not my, my goal with music. That's just my goal with my life. So, so yeah, it, it's definitely plays a huge part. It's just, it, it, like I said, if I was working at Sonic or a plumber or whatever, you know, it would still play the same role. Okay. Yeah, no, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, they're always, like, hearing about that. Mm-hmm. So besides music, like, um, what kind of, what other stuff do you like doing? Uh, right now, I like, I like longboarding a lot. I, I tried to get some in. It's just, we are so busy with playing the wedding and everything. And then the one day I have free, it seems to always rain. Um, but yeah, I love to skate around. I love hanging out with my cats. Uh, We'll freaking try to play some some Halo 5 every now and then. But once again, work and plenty of wedding and owning furry cat babies is, yeah. is time-consuming. So, <laughs> But, yeah. I, I, I actually wanted to take up, uh, like, reading more. Because, I, I, man, I played way too many video games since I was a kid. So I was like, man, I need to start, like doing something productive so i've gotten into have you ever watched the revenant no i haven't okay well it's an incredible movie i'd suggest it but it's about this this mountain man that like he gets like attacked by a bear and there's just craziness like he survives and it's all this crazy stuff well i actually have this book like from like the 60s that was written about that same story um that they made the movie about and i started it like three years ago and i'm like two chapters in maybe and so i was like i'm going to finish this book and i still it's still sitting on my shelf but one day i'll get around to reading more that's good yeah no i um i used to be a huge reader when i was younger um that was definitely something i enjoy so i'd I'd like to get back into that too (laughs) yeah it's just it just all around helps like your vocabulary your writing and and I just I enjoy like the old English because that's kind of what that's written in like Southern English and I, I enjoyed like that writing and it's just it's just cool absolutely mm-hmm. no that's that's awesome uh, mm-hmm. so how, how many cats do you have I have two cats, two cats. Uh, uh, I have a boy named Missile and a girl named Skullcrusher <laughs> that's awesome <laughs> Yeah, yeah. That the Skull Crusher one, unfortunately, was not my idea. That's that's my fiance's work there, but nice. 
Yeah, I, t- I totally support that, though. She rules. <laughs> yeah. That's <laughs> definitely a good name for a cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. So, a um, couple more questions for you. Okay. Um, if you think, if you could tour with any three bands, current or defunct bands, what bands would you choose? Under Oath Nirvana 68. I like that. Those, <laughs> yep. those are good choices. Yep. Yeah, uh, and I mean that would be that's kind of like a twofold thing because you'd have to bring someone you know you have to bring Kurt back to life, yeah, and so he can tell everybody that that Courtney did it and then <laughs> uh, then play the show with it. But yeah, those those ever since I've been in bands, that's the two. Well, obviously not '68 because they weren't a band when I was started, but Under Earth and Nirvana for sure have been the two big ones, and then '68 is my current obsession so awesome mm-hmm. um yeah i actually i haven't seen 68 but i did get to see the chariot twice oh man <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I i went to right after they released one wing i saw them and then as soon as i saw that they were breaking up i was i bought tickets because like i need to oh, see this dude how was it absolutely fantastic <laughs> um, dude holy oh, crap it was nuts. The The first show I saw was with them and uh, Every Time I Die. Oh, heck yeah. Yeah, so that one was absolutely nuts. Um, and then the breakup show, farewell, farewell show that I saw was um, them and a few other bands that I wasn't terribly into, but then there was a band Rebuker. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. They yeah. were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, we... Uh, actually played with Rebuker uh, in Little Rock uh, last summer, and I loved Rebuker. Um, I, I'm assuming it's the Rebuker that played. Were they like a like a five piece when you played or when you watched them? I think so. Um, what I remember most was their drummer, um, who was like absolutely nuts. He took the drum out like into the crowd and stuff. Oh heck yeah! Wait, was was it their their the black dude? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's the rebuker. I would which, if somehow you know they hear this, I loved the rebuker that I saw, but that's not the one I expected because I remember watching their old videos and stuff, and their drummer was insane, and I loved their whole band. And then we played with them last summer, and it was a now they're a three piece with a completely different drummer, and I think the only original guy is their guitar player. He does like vocals and plays guitar. And then they have a bassist oh. and a drummer. They're still incredible. It's just I didn't expect it at all. But yeah, but yeah Rebuker's sick. Yeah, no, they were they were fantastic. I was wondering mm-hmm. what happened until, but that, that's cool. Yeah. You got to play with them. Yeah, yeah, they're they're good dudes. Yeah, no, they were. Uh, but that that was um, definitely a great show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm glad <laughs> that was like I, I knew it was the same thing with Under Oath when they announced. Even though I expected Under Oath to be back, um, mm-hmm. I knew I needed to see their farewell tour yeah yeah i, I uh, Brittany and i that's my fiance's name Brittany and i bought our tickets or we were going to get these vip tickets uh from a girl that had already bought they were like sold out like the first day but yeah. uh, some girl uh, that we knew was going to sell them and then like the day before the show she told us that she ended up being able to go and wasn't going to sell us the tickets. So we had to like jump online real quick and make, we, I think we bought probably had to have been like 
the last couple tickets because they sold out like right after we bought ours. But we ended up getting in and it was all good and it was awesome. So nice. Yeah. Yeah. Under Earth rules. Yeah, I'm I'm glad they're back. Definitely. Mm. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna make another record? I I heard they are. I heard they're already uh, started writing. Yeah. I see. That's the thing. I I've listened to a ton. I'm kind of a like a podcast nerd as of late, and I listen to a ton of Spencer and Aaron and. They both have said that they're definitely writing new music, but which I'm like, heck yeah, new record. But then Spencer said that he, uh, like, they're going to write new music regardless, just because of how they are. Like when they all get together, they're just it's just going to happen. But they were like, if it's not the best thing we've ever written, we're not going to release it. And I don't know if that's them saying like, you know, the label complications or if they just they just want to write new music and tease us for the rest of our lives and never release it or i'm sure it's going to be amazing i mean they're all none of them are like fizzled out but it's like i I don't care if it's good or not i want to hear it i just want to hear what you guys make (laughs) yeah i mean uh it should be i imagine they're gonna do something i mean i doubt they got back just to be a touring band yeah you know because they make music so more than likely we're gonna hear at least something from them at some point yeah dude i'd be so happy i uh, i what actually let me ask you that now i'm now i'm interviewing you what what do you think about disambiguation i actually really liked it it just took me a while to get into it okay see I, there's a ton and i understand completely aaron's the man but there's a ton of people that were just almost like bandwagoners they were like when aaron left so did they and so that kind of sucked, but they come out with this, in my opinion, Disambiguation is probably one of the best records, it, definitely in my top five best records of all time. And Define is my favorite Under Oath record, but Disambiguation is real, real close. Uh, just, the it's Rift Town all day long, and Spencer's, like, he kind of has like a stoner rock kind of vibe in his, like, the singing parts he does. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. And so I think it's one of the best Under Oath records ever, but a lot of people didn't really get into it because Aaron wasn't on it. Yeah, I, I know a lot of people who don't like that at all. Um, some some people because it's not Aaron, but some people just didn't really vibe with it at all. Um, <laughs> I mean, when I first listened to it, it, took, it, it really did take me a while to get into it. Um, mm-hmm. But I think exploring it a little bit more helped me kind of um, really get into it, but I, for me, uh, "Lost in the Sounds of Separation" is the peak Under Oath album for me. Okay, that, that is my absolute favorite one from them. I think it was their definitely their best work. Mm-hmm. Um, I know "Defying Great Lines" always everyone's go to as being their mm-hmm. best album, and uh, I I definitely think it is one of their best. But I I just think "Lost in the Sounds" had that slight edge to it. Um, yeah. But disambiguation, what's weird to me is, like, the only thing that I, I don't want to say, like, I don't like, but, like, I think what t- took me a while to get into was actually the drumming on the album. Oh, um, really? Yeah, which is weird because Daniel Davidson is one of my favorite drummers of all time. Yeah. So, it, but it just, I don't know, something about the drumming on that album sounds a little bit off to me, so. Hmm. Well, that's crazy, but I mean... <laughs> You know, I I understand. It, 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 he can't. I don't know if he's just experimental or what, or if he's just like 
wanted to write off the wall stuff but yeah there's a lot of drum parts on that record that you're just like how did he even think of this yeah like it, but I, i'm cool with it i, I love that kind of raw trashy sound so yeah i mean like i said i i, I love it now uh it's just something that took me a, a little while um mm-hmm. but yeah no i <laughs> it's it's funny to find somebody actually likes that album because most people <laughs> yeah. aren't aren't too into it yeah i was man i was talking about it like the whole time in line at the show and People are like, I haven't even listened to it because, you know, not Aaron, Aaron's not on there. And I was like, dude, let me tell you something. Freaking, <laughs> this this record is dope. I mean, you can't listen to a bad Under Us record um, unless, I don't know how you feel about the, the pre-Spencer days. But uh, but at post-Spencer, you can't listen to a bad Under Us record. So whatever one you choose is good, but Disambiguation is definitely up there. Yeah, I, I would definitely say that. I mean, yeah. for me, like, I actually, I like their first two albums, um, mm. particularly Cries of the Past, I really liked. Yeah. Um, Changing of Times, I'm not a fan of. See, uh, I tried to listen to them, uh, and I've listened to them all, like, once or twice, all the way through, but every now and then I'll go listen to a couple songs, and I, I can't really... I, it's just his vocals. Some of the grungy guitar parts and stuff I, I love, but it's just I can't get I can't get into his vocals at all on that record. Those records. Yeah, I mean that's definitely understandable. He was kind of mm. I don't think he really knew what voice he had. Yeah. When he was making those. Um, yeah. Especially if you listen to those compared to uh, Maylene. Oh yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah he found it. So yeah. Thank God for that. Well, it's also kind of like how um, they're only chasing safety. Um, one of the things I always found interesting is how Spencer basically sounds like he's trying to mimic Dallas's vocals on that album. Yeah. And then to find the Great Line came out, and that was that was pure Spencer. Because um, yeah. did you ever listen to Spencer's old band? Uh, once or twice, like in high school. I, I, forgot, I think it was called like Spitfire or something. Um, I forgot the I name can't of remember. it. I can't remember what it was called, um, but yeah, yeah. I think I, did, I don't think I was a huge fan of it. No, I mean they were okay, but the thing is, if you listen to his vocal work on that album or on their on that band versus compared to their only chasing safety, and you really, it, it sounds more like Define the Great Line. You know? Yeah. So you can kind of get the feeling that he really was trying to um, fill Dallas's shoes on their only chasing safety, and I don't think that was a good thing on that album yeah and that and that's understandable when you first come into the band he he probably didn't feel like he had like a you know a say in most things and they actually already had half the writing done uh for that record when he joined the band uh so he was kind of coming into the parts that were already written yeah so yeah um i think that's definitely why to find the great line kind of stands out Um, yeah yeah, if there was like an award for like most improved vocalist <laughs> from album to album, like that's it. Like you listen to The Only Chasing Safety and you're like, yeah, this is cool. And then you listen to <laughs> Define and it's like completely different person. Yeah, it's, it's great. Yeah, yeah, it's awesome. Um, that and I mean, he even, he even improved throughout like in, in uh, Disambiguation, he, his singing is definitely better because he had to take over all yeah. of that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I and I love Aaron's voice, uh, but and this is another thing that no one else will probably ever say, but I honestly, I think, uh, not that I like it better, but I kind of I like that style of Spencer's voice better. Um, I think Aaron's definitely got the under oath voice that you know the voice that under oath needs, but I just I love the grungy for lack of a better term, stoner rock vibe that Spencer has. Yeah, I can, I can see that. I mean, um, so let me ask you, what did you, did you listen to Sleepwave at all? Yes. I, I listened to it, uh, every now and then, uh, before I saw him live. And then I saw them live in Springfield with, uh, he is legend. And I listened to it a lot after that. Like they were so much better live than than what the record actually uh, sounds like. Because I don't. I, th- I listened to an interview with Spencer, and he actually doesn't really like the mixes on that record too much. Um, it, he said that the original mixes that he wanted had a lot more uh, dirty guitar tracks and uh, things like that. It's not, it wasn't as as polished as the record sounds. Yeah, the- but. Oh, go ahead. Oh no, sorry. I was just gonna say I I definitely felt that on the record. Yeah, yeah. It, it, you don't really understand what they're going for on the record, but then when I saw them live, it was so it was exactly what they wanted to be, and I was like, oh man, this is dope. Like all the drops were they're hard hitting, and the tone was incredible. And they did like they did some Nirvana covers, and I was like, man, this is if you were trying to win me, you've done it. So, yeah, and, that, and it makes sense because that's kind of how Under Oath was too, or at least for uh, They're Only Chasing Safety. I think the other records portrayed them really well, but, you know, uh, They're Only Chasing Safety was definitely kind of like a live record. You you understood it after you saw them, like what they were trying to be. Yeah, I could say that. Yeah, that's, I was going to say, like, for Sleepwave, that was one of the, like, kind of issues I had with the album was it felt too polished. Mm-hmm. Um, it felt too clean, like, um, it felt like it, it could have been better as like just something a little bit rougher. So I don't know who produced that album, but um. yeah, yeah, I I think they're in the studio again, if I'm not mistaken, uh, or they're getting ready to be. And he said that uh, he would like to, and he added there might be just a little bit more like heavy parts, heavy vocals. I don't know what exactly he's thinking, but hopefully it'll be a little bit more, you know grungy or thrashy or you know just aggressive I, i'm not too much into the chorusy kind of poppy stuff yeah no hopefully because he's been talking mm. about making new music so that'll mm. be interesting to yeah. hear um I'm, I'm glad though that they he didn't try to like basically make under oath 2.0 yeah sleep wave because that i don't think would have been good no that would have been a weird way to cope <laughs> yeah <laughs> I think I think that's what a lot of people were looking for was another under oath, but I, I think yeah. it was the right choice not to. Yeah, yeah, that. I definitely I definitely commend him for that, and that's pro- that's probably the reason I even gave Sleepwave a chance because I was like, oh well, he's actually trying to do something else. That's that's respectable, yeah. even if it's in a different different realm. Yeah, so that, that's uh, it was definitely good. I'm, I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to hearing more from them mm-hmm. in the future. Um, so Leslie, is there anything that you want to say? Any shout outs, anything? Uh, 
Well, I will say that you're the man. Uh, thanks for having me on. And one, actually, one last thing I do want to add. Uh, a lot of people uh, about the 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 title because I, I you asked earlier and I didn't mean I didn't mean to cut you off or anything. I did, but I didn't go into it. But no bastards. A lot of people when I say that they're like, well, what in the world? You know, are you just trying to make a statement with that? And uh, and technically, yeah, well, yeah, I am. But uh, no bastards uh, is supposed to be. Um, Kind of like if you if you think of a bastard child, you know they don't have a a, a father, they're illegitimate uh, son or something like that. You know their father's not around or they're not wanted or whatever the connotation you think of with that word. Um, I really want uh, this whole record to speak to that to that kind of spirit or that kind of people where there they there are no bastards in the kingdom and there shouldn't be any bastards with people. Um, you know, uh, that, that love Jesus anyway. Like, if I meet somebody that is completely run down and, you know, they're just trashy and, and they have no hope, I'm the one that gives it to them. So I, I can't, e- I, it's it's illegal for me to think that someone's a bastard. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, so yeah, that's what, I, all the songs, uh, I don't mean to go into a whole nother conversation now, but, but now you got me going. Uh, but all the songs started out kind of as, at, at, uh, well, what's wrong with me? Um, as complaints, almost um, dead wrong, as what I'm sure is what uh, Randall showed you. Started out as me complaining. Well, not really complaining, but kind of writing about my drummer. Uh, he went through this crazy dark time where he was just real standoffish and 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 wouldn't really talk to any of his friends and just. Uh, I don't know, it's kind of like a buzzkill. So I was like, man, what's wrong with this guy? Uh, you know, he, we were best friends and now he's not talking to anybody. And, and so I went to write about it. And then the whole time, all I could think of was just who I know he is. You know, not who he's being, but who he can be, I guess. Um, so it was more like speaking good things into him, uh, even if he wasn't showing them. And now he's fine and it's awesome. And, and so there's a number of songs on that, on this record that started out kind of like that. I'm like, man, I hate the way this is and I'm going to write about it. And then when I write about it, it would always, the words that came out would always be me correcting my mindset toward it. So uh, I figured no bastards was a perfect way to label the whole record because everything I tried to look at, um, in a negative light, I, I couldn't allow myself to do it because, um, with Jesus, everything has hope. So, Awesome. Uh, is this so? Is this kind of like a concept record? Would you say or? Uh, I don't. I wouldn't say it. I mean, if someone can see a concept in it, that's pretty cool. Uh, but I don't think I'm that good of a writer to say it's a concept record myself. Uh, it, if it is, it wasn't on purpose. I, I just I kind of have a whole. Um, uh, I have a, a way of writing. I think I don't just. I'm trying to get away from writing one song about a certain uh, thing. Each song is like about a certain thing, and I try to just have a, a concept with how I write in general, just who I am. I just try to every song, a piece of my character, gets kind of put into it. So it I, it would make sense if it was, but I, I, they're all just songs about you know little little characteristics that I think about you know. Like not giving up on your friends, or friggin' not being mad at someone for something stupid they do, or just little silly things that go on in my head. But, but yeah, I'm. 
I'm I'm just stoked to get it out there because you know, we like I said we've been selling it for two years, and nice. Um, yeah. So, so uh, yeah. So when do you think you will actually get it out? Like later this year, or do you think it's going to be next year? Uh, no, it should be later this year. We were trying for the summer, uh, but we kind of had to push back the recording just a little bit because um, some of us have some demanding jobs and it's hard to get off uh, for them. But but uh, yeah, probably. Let's see, recording June. Uh, I'd say probably in the next three or four months, uh, it should be uh, ready to go. Nice. Um, mm. So where can we find uh, Harvester? Uh, Facebook, which actually, you know what? Forget Facebook because we're mad at Facebook right now. It's <laughs> like every other band. Freaking, uh, although I have, I didn't I haven't read the article. I think I saved it. Apparently, Facebook is supposed to be changing like their policy or whatever how they handle the band pages. Um, so if they actually, if that's actually true, that would be awesome. But it's like. I think we have like over 2,000 likes, and every time I post something on there, one time I posted something on there, and 15 people saw it. So, so yeah, if you if you want, uh, you know, the unicorn of a chance that you see one of our posts, Facebook, um, we have a bunch of live videos and a, and a couple videos on YouTube and Bandcamp, and so yeah. All right, um, yeah, and I'll I'll post links. Um... On, on my site and stuff to everything there. Okay. Awesome. Uh, all right. So, Jimmy, it was awesome having you on the show. Um, and I look forward to hearing more of uh, Harvester. Dude, awesome. Thanks for having me, man. Not a problem. Mm. All right. So that's, uh, that's done. Recorded. All right. Thank you guys so much for checking out the interview with Jimmy Reeve of Harvester. Uh, it was fantastic getting to talk to him and know him. The band is excellent. They're definitely for fans of bands like Norma Jean or The Chariot or uh, 68, as he mentioned, as well as a lot of uh, influences of like Maylene and The Sons of Disaster, as well as He Is Legend. So if you're a fan of any of those bands, definitely do check them out. Uh, there's a few things up on their Facebook, as he mentioned, as well as on YouTube. On our site, I'm going to have links to all of those so you can check them out and stay up to date, as he mentioned. They should have new music for us out soon, so definitely look forward to hearing that. Just want to thank you guys for checking out the podcast, staying up to date. Again, I'm going to try to make this a Wednesday weekly thing. Um, if it doesn't have a guest, it will probably just be me ranting about things, but I'll try to have something out to you guys at least once a week to kind of keep this going. So it is up on iTunes as well as on Google Play, so you can definitely subscribe there. There's also a RSS feed that you can subscribe to and keep up to date on the website where I will be posting everything. You can stream it from the site as well as you can download it if you want to listen to it offline or whatever. So again, thank you guys so much, and this is Tom from Metal Loud signing off. Nothing left to say, this is life.